action. Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast. This is episode 31. You got your boy Mitch Robinson and our co-host Sean Tobin. Welcome, mate. What's up, baby? What's going on, Mitchell? How are we? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Well, actually, no, I would ask you how you're going, but apparently you haven't been too too good over the weekend. Uh, I had a good I didn't have a bad weekend. As I say, pretty low-key. Didn't leave the house for, for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, if you're alluding to the fact that I've got a bruised eye, uh, a black eye. Then you are correct, but it's all for good reasons. Um, yeah. It was so in tell us how it happened. Yeah. What happened? What happened? What happened? Yeah, I'll squash all the rumors now. Even though yeah. there's been none. Um, yeah, just, we had a practice match on Friday, and I courageously ran back with a flight yet again. Probably the fifteenth time in my career. Oh, of course. Um, and Cedric Cox came the other way and, and uh, put me on my ass. So Cedric came off with a corky, and I came off uh, with a cut eye and a bit of a black eye. But nah, all good. I am. Healthy and fine, and I had a good weekend. I didn't do actually, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Weekend. What about yourself, mate? How are you? Thanks for being late this morning. I no, appreciate no, that. No, no it's uh, are yeah. Even as, now? as everyone in Queensland would know, we're underwater, so uh, it's, uh, it's. Does rain in anywhere in Australia make every driver terrible? It just keeps like I, I don't know why people feel like they need to do sixty and a hundred still. Um, yeah. But uh, it was yeah, I was a little bit late, so it's seven thirty on a uh, on a Thursday. So we're uh, and we got a little a big bit behind on today too. So oh, we're lucky. We saved yeah. saved by the by the guy. He's a demon star. Um, we're gonna mm. give him a call soon. But uh, we'll just we'll just we'll just have a little chat. Just you know, yeah, we'll tease it out. We'll a little tease bit. out a little bit, yeah, but we'll give yeah. him a call soon. But no, how was your weekend, mate? What'd you get to? No, no, not not too much. I mean, we're we're starting to plan now at Exclusive Insight for I suppose just our twenty twenty calendar. And um, as I said to you, I've been been chatting to a few players around the league. Yeah, um, I loved it. I loved it. Tell the people who you just told me off air. Yeah, no, we're going to save that I one. We're going to, we're going to save that one. Oh, when that's published, we'll obviously uh, we'll one. obviously talk about that one. So yeah, we're, we're, going to, we're going to work you know really closely with that person, and then um, yeah, we've got a few other things in the works that we're starting to plan out this year, and then also Active AK, which uh, you're yeah, familiar with. So yeah, yeah, get me down on that. I'd like to do that Absol- in my season. Absolutely, we'll get you to host your own VK. So we're still talking <laughs> through what that could look like. My VK might be a little bit different. Might have a few like uh, dad's club and that thing. So yeah, that's a little right. bit different to Gary. But actually, he's a dad. What am I talking about? But yeah, yeah, well, no, so we made it work, and I'll have a chat to Emma. We'll uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll sort something out. But yeah. uh, no, no, not too bad. Now looking, starting to look forward to the to the year. I think everyone's. I think it's now thirty nine days. We're so close. So close, close, we're so far away, aren't we? Yeah, very, very close. So and we got the Gold Coast this weekend, actually. Our first, um, we do this, it's a newly annual thing. Um, last year we did it. Um, and we're doing the same thing this year. So we play Gold Coast this weekend. Um, Saturday night, uh, I think pretty sure it's at Metricon, uh, 7 p.m. I'm not playing because they're resting my old legs. So I don't think that's any any news or break or anything. There's a few of us not playing this game. But it's going to be a great chance to see our young talent. And so I'd, I'd, I'd implore you to get down and check it out. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good game. And last year, Gold Coast beat us. So yeah, and where's the game? Is it Metricon? I'm pretty sure it's Metricon. Yeah. I could be wrong, but just check on the Lions website. It'll be on there for sure. But all the young towns playing, uh, it's going to be pretty cool to see them. Uh, you know, Calamache, who's playing against his old team. Mm, so uh, yes. could be a bit fiery. No, not really. Well, I've said from... You said from day one, he's the best thing going around. The moment he got to your club. I mean, have you actually been surprised at how... Yeah, no, I'm not surprised because you, you know, pumped him up something shocking. Mm. So I was like, wow, he's probably going to be a Brownlow medalist. But he has slid into that back line so well. Like, he's silky smooth and, you know, he's over his injuries and everything. He looks... He's moving very well. And I have seen his 40-meter handball, so... Uh, yes. It's a highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I might have to get down to that game on the weekend. Yeah, you Uh, might have to. We might do, like, a live, live cross down there, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I was talking to Michael Riscatelli yesterday... And um, obviously, this is his first year out of the game, so mm. I should give him a call see if he wants to we'll come, and, wants uh, come down and hang out. <laughs> Watch out! But on the Lions, yes, we did uh, have a good win on the weekend. AFLW girls, uh, yeah. they had a great win. They beat the reigning premiers in Adelaide. Um, 
convincingly in the end. I don't know what's convincingly in, in um, the, the footy scores, but it was still like 10, 20 points. So it was a really good game. Like the start was on fire. They came back mm. late. but um, And there was, a, there was a, a record broken too. And I have been talking to um, Hatchard. She she might be coming on today on the on the show. Not too sure, but we're definitely going to give her a call and talk about how that record happened. But yeah, shout out to the to the AFLW Lions. Good job, good win. Mm. Let's keep going. And and massive thanks to Ali Anderson for giving up her time yes. last week too, because uh, you know it's not every day getting all Australian AFLW all player. All Australian, best um, and fairest, and she got another win on the weekend. Played very well, so mm. good on her. Yeah, and she's she's her first time as a captain, really as well. Yeah. I mean, she's well, she's, she's earned it. To, she's, she's definitely earned it. Yeah, which is awesome. So let let's I suppose it transitions us into our first talking point of the uh, of the week and. It's funny how I suppose this became a much larger talking point than probably what I foresaw it being. But um, uh, AFLM was the was yeah, the talk man. of the town on uh, Tuesday, and I, I wasn't too sure whether you may have seen it or I, not. I did see it, but I kind of didn't give it anything to be honest. Mm. It's, it looks like one of those things that um, I don't know, you, we talked about last week—the kite flying from the AFL. Um, it just didn't look like they're on the same page at all with Steve Hawking and, and what the AFL were actually talking about because it looked like Steve Hawking came out. And kind of flew out the idea, just kind of put it out there and see what everyone thought of. Um, and obviously had some pretty strong backlash. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's just a weird... Uh, it's such a tough conversation because I don't want to be seen as that guy who's saying, oh, you're not for the women's of footy and all that kind of stuff. Well, I actually am. Like, my partner plays. Mm. You know, I'd love to have my daughter play one day. So I just... I didn't understand why... Are you going to push her into playing? Don't I'm going to push. That, she's, yeah. nah, she's playing. Father, father daughter. <laughs> Come on. She's definitely going to do that. Can they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. games. I think. Well, I think, the I think Boomer Harvey now has a. I think he was the first father. Daughter. Really? Yep. Yep. No. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. I'm all for the AFLW and, and how they're going. They're doing great stuff. Um. And at the AFLPA meeting, we had some great discussions around the CBA that's going to be done in a couple of years and how they might fall under that umbrella so they get a bigger pay 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 rise and stuff. So, I just when I saw that, I was like, oh man, this is going to be touchy and it's kind of just unwarranted. Don't really need that kind of chat because it just starts that divide again i don't i don't understand why that's why that's there so um you obviously you, you've been paying attention more than me but um <laughs> i think jeff kennett came out and uh, kind of smacked him oh, about a little bit so uh yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough one man. it's just actually a tough one to talk about because i i just see the afl as afl men's like that's how i just mm. i've seen it for it's been like that for 100 years and i've seen through my 12-year career um, I don't get confused with AFL, AFL or AFLW. It doesn't confuse me at all. I don't understand where the, where the conversation starts. So I think this is where the conversation starts because from what I understand in Clubland, a lot of the clubs refer to the two programs as AFLM and AFLW. Okay. I think that's how I suppose a lot of these conversations – because some clubs, yeah. you know, they refer to their um, men's programs as AFLM and yeah, okay. um, some of the, the, the women's – Programs obviously AFLW, so I think that's actually where some of these conversations start, oh, just through okay. the language that, okay. that clubs use. And um, I suppose from there, you know, does it grow to something? Yeah, I suppose more bigger. So their perspective, they're thinking not a business model. They're just thinking, oh, it just makes sense because it's easier to distinguish the both. Is that yeah, what it is? yeah, yeah. I think you know when you get your football calendars, um, mm. that's just how they distinguish it because you've obviously got yeah, you know, yeah. clubs now that have got two teams. Do um, you need to change the name? Like, does it? Can you sort of say AFL men's and AFL women's? Well, because every time I, s- I reference to the women's, I'll just say AFLW. Yeah, well, I think you can't help it because of the amount of branding that's been <laughs> placed behind it, right? They're gonna have to charge, like, throw some millions at changing that name, putting on an initial. Yeah, it, look, the co- the commentary around it was very interesting. I I I have seen articles this week from um, Mark Robinson and yeah, and I saw his, and, He had a he had a go. Mm, yeah, he had a massive he had a massive strong opinion. So about run it. me through this: Is Steve Hawking the two I see? Is he second in charge? Because he comes out with a lot of things. Like mm. I thought he was just on the rules committee. 
No, so so uh, so again, oh, I hope I'm getting his role correct here. But yeah. my understanding is he's the general manager of football operations. Okay. So he's he looks after and oversees all football matters in the game. So yeah. um, from that perspective, and then you've obviously got Nicole Livingston who is head of AFLW. Oh, so okay. um, you know it's it, you know. The, the beautiful part about a game is it's so strong. There's so many growth areas mm. around that. Um, we've got amazing executives that are looking after these things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on a podcast, that's where the comments were Yeah, the Outer Sanctum, so I think it was on. So I didn't yeah. see, I didn't listen to the podcast. I don't know if they brought it up or he just kind of, you know, off his own bat, um, mm. started talking about it. But I don't know, it just seemed like he said, well, I don't, I don't know if there is room for it, but it's something that we're open to listening to. And it's kind of like just like seeing what's out there. Yeah, what's the what's the feedback going to be? Correct, and this is where I always have a lot of sympathy for people like Steve in his position because yeah. if you're asked a direct question, you you give an answer, right? And you try and um, like, like these ones, you try and dance around a little bit. So he gave a little mm. bit of wiggle room. So he didn't yeah. say yes or no. Yeah. So it's not he, the it's not the worst answer that he gave, is it? Like, yeah. Like <laughs> everyone's I mean, gone. What the? F-? Well, I don't get it. Like, what are you what are you supposed to do? Like, he was kind of just answering a question that was asked yeah. him. So, um, look, I mean, I, I think the. I think the conversation isn't actually the worst thing. Like, There's I nothing wrong with happening, but you're going to get yeah. the traditionalists that are like, man, come on. That's not, yeah. that's not like, you get those people that they're like, oh, you know, they should just be happy they're in the AFL. They're getting all these broadcast rights. They're, you know, they're probably going to be in the CBA for the next one that they do and they're going to get a big pay rise. Mm. They've got more teams, more broadcast coverage, all this stuff. Like, just let them be. It's like, I I can understand where those guys are coming from, but you've got to be open-minded with these things. But I don't know. I don't see the, the point of changing it, but if it happens, I'm not going to be like, oh, what do they do that for? Like, I don't care. It's one of those things yeah. like, just leave it as it is. Like, it's not broken. Why try and fix that? I probably look at it in a different sense. So I, I probably take the approach that I love what the AFLW is doing. Yeah. I love the brand that the AFLW is yeah. building. And it's their brand. And it's their brand. So yeah. I actually would just... The way I look at it is go, no, no, let's just continue to invest in yeah. the AFLW and build brand them up. and build that up yeah. because that's such a strong brand, right? Like if you look at in the last three years, like last four or five years, um, you know, look at how uh, how much growth there's been behind yeah, the yeah. AFLW campaign. And so I, it's not about changing the, the name for me. It's about, no, let's just, just continue to invest in the AFLW It's like brand. Jordan within Nike, right? Like it's mm. it's... Jordan's possibly bigger than Nike, like in some respects, mm. like it is, in, especially in the basketball scene. So I don't, yeah, I, I agree with you actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like it's one of those things that it's going to get backlash. Anything that they're trying to do to change the the men's game will get backlash regardless. So yeah, um, you're gonna, as I said, you're going to get your traditionals. They're going to talk about that and um, have their pretty strong opinions and stuff. But if it's civil conversations, fine, go for it. Just don't bring in you know the sexist stuff and you know they don't deserve that and all that shit. So just leave that out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's let's. I'm I'm going to ask you a very quick question um, without notice, uh, and I only want a quick take because I know we haven't put this in the run sheet. Uh, talking about tradition, yep. AFL Grand Final time slot. Oh, I, I want to ask you about this because we've never spoken about this okay, about okay, okay. potentially having a twilight Grand Final, night Grand Final, or keeping it. During I the day. love how it is. Leave it one o'clock, twelve o'clock, whatever it is, lunchtime game. It's mm. fine for me. I know everyone's. I know people are on, are on the fence and they want that nighttime game, but. And you have more of a spectacle and it looks cooler when it's, you know, the lights are going off and they've got mm. all the um, things happening within MCG and they can have better um, halftime shows and that kind of stuff. But I I've, I've, I personally love one o'clock games. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm a bit biased on that because that's the time slot I love. And oh, the people are going to say, Robert, you're not going to play one anyway. Shut up. Who cares? I'm like, well, no, fuck you. <laughs> I might play one one day. Who knows? But um, I love the one o'clock games and I think it's cool because – you wake up, and for players, you wake up and it'd be so nervous it was a nighttime game. Mm. Um, so you wake up, you obviously you know, pretty much straight into it. 
that's what I love about it. And you mm. have you have all your pre-game shows and your halftime shows, which suck anyway. But um, yeah, I like Tom Slot as is. I bet you you've got a different opinion though. I I actually I don't know from what you you've actually just kind of I think how drunk people are going to get if it's a nighttime one. They got all day to get pissed. Oh, uh, the bars would love it. Would the, the, they what? The pubs and the Melbourne bars CBD. Would love it. It's blowing up. And and I suppose that's why I'm really for yeah, commercialization. It would be obviously a night, better thing yeah. I reckon. But no, I'm I, I I love it as it is and. It's, it gives you opportunity to enjoy the game when you're not half cut, and then mm. uh, go out from there. So I oh know I, I really like it, and it's just like it's been like that forever. So I'd like to see us do it one year. Yeah, just one year, see. one year, that'd be cool. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Like regardless, I wouldn't mind which way it went, but I reckon it'd be, it'd be fun to see what it's like. But I'm also big on changing it um, in different states every year. But oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, so moving the oh, uh, just you know having a different places. Oh wow. Okay, fair enough. Fair oh. enough. Oh, Jonesy just gave me a texty okay. and he is ready for a chat. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So we should probably first uh, tell everyone that. <laughs> tell everyone that uh, <laughs> Jonesy. Uh, yeah, so we've got, um, uh, we got Jonesy coming on the on the podcast right now. Um, if you haven't seen the documentary that's just been released, have you seen it? I've seen parts of it, It's yeah. called To Hell and Back. Uh, it goes through you know the tough times they endured last year going into the off-season and it's actually really good. I watched it on my stream the other night on my Twitch, um, twitch.tv forward slash Mitch Robinson. I watched it the other night on there and it was actually... You don't get this kind of insight. It's it's absolutely amazing what you see. And Jonesy obviously went through a tough period last year. Um, they, you know they made the prelim year before, um, lost that, then they finished second last. Mm, yeah. So obviously the media went after him pretty hard, and um, you know it would have been taken a toll on him as being a captain of the footy club. And he stood down as a captain, I'm pretty sure, and he was a bee's dick off retiring. So mm. I think it'd be good chat. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions. You're going to ask yeah, a couple so questions. Yeah, jump in. Hello. Nathan Jones, welcome to the Rip Through a Podcast, the first male athlete we've had on this year. Welcome, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. We had a little bit of miscommunication a second ago, but uh, has it, has it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a day off. Um, what do you got planned for today? And we, we apologize for calling you this early. Nah, man. You're good. I've been up early. Got a couple of young kids. So I uh, just took my daughter to school and uh, my son, he doesn't have kinder today, so I'll just be hanging out with him and um, maybe head down to skate park and keep him entertained. He does it all, Nathan Jones. That's what I love about him. Um, I've obviously played a lot of games against him, but he's three-time best and fairest, 286 games by Wikipedia because that could be wrong, but he's a Melbourne Demons star. And there's something that I just want to get off my... So, Mitch, <laughs> you've, uh, you've, got to, you've got to get something off your chest here. Yeah, I do. Look, this has been brewing for a lot of years, and I believe it's been a... You know, it's been, it's been in my heart for a while. I've just got to come out and say, mate, I just want to apologise for the comments that I said in way back that uh, the Melbourne Demons and the Colton Footy Club played Bruce Free Footy. I know I know that's a, that's been sitting on my mind for a long time. Do you accept my apology? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I accept it. I didn't even really care, to be honest. It's quite funny. Damn it, because um, you're in the paper a couple of times saying that you're going to go after us. And, uh, <laughs> mate, rats. Oh, well, mate, you've got ha- you, you to ham it up. <laughs> Uh, you got to hammer it up. you got to make the most of those things. There's no doubt about that. But honestly, there's nothing personal in it. So it's all a bit of fun. And, um, no, you're completely forgiven, bro. <laughs> times, have, times have moved on, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, mate. So we've got you on here today to talk about this documentary that's come out. I watched it the other night um, to Helen back. And I actually loved it. I haven't seen this access before. Can you give us a rundown of actually... What, what like how it came about and um, they approach you who approached you about this because it's you know it follows you around a fair bit and uh, it was kind of opening the kind of pressure that you under last year like 2019 was obviously a tough year for you and the club um, can you tell us how it came about because it's really interesting and if people haven't seen I, I do tell you that you should watch it yeah I think um, oh, the club wanted to take a bit of a different direction you know obviously it's been 
you know, a long, long, long period since we've had any sort of sustained success. And I think there was great hope and expectation, particularly amongst our supporter base for 2019. But, um, you know, unfortunately that year didn't end how any of us wanted it to. And so what we wanted to provide rather than sort of come out and talk the same sort of cliched stuff um, that, you know, you hear a lot of clubs and players talk about throughout the pre-season period. We wanted to try and provide a bit of, you know, a bit more in-depth access where yeah. people could really understand what was going on internally. And I guess my part in that, you know, all the players were aware that there was going to be some filming going on, but my part in that was obviously sort of what unfolded for me personally at the end of the season. And they captured a fair bit of it. And, um, you know, I obviously spoke about it on camera as well. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting and, Maybe a little bit awkward and tough to watch back for me mm. personally because at that period of time I was <clears throat> struggling, struggling a bit. But um, you know, I think you know, I guess the reception I've had from a lot of people about you know um, having the courage to you know speak so openly about it, um, a lot of people could relate to that in sort of different aspects of life. So um, you know, I think it was a it was a good thing. And you know, now that I do look back on it, it's. Uh, it's interesting to see how sort of how far I've come and from where I was at. Jonesy, it's Sean Tobin here from Exclusive Insight, mate. What was your first thoughts when you when you I suppose were given a copy of the documentary and you had a chance to actually take it all in? Uh, well, that's what I mean. It was uh, it brought up a whole heap of emotion. And then at the same time, it's um you know you hear about a lot of stuff in this day and age about you know being vulnerable and opening up and those kind of things, and that's absolutely what I felt. Um, you know, I was. I was thinking, man, how's this going to be received? You know, um, have I done the right thing? That kind of thing. But I guess when I really drilled down on it, that was absolutely, well, that is absolutely who I am. And that's 100% how I felt. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to hide from that. Um, You know, that's right then, at that period in time, it was a snapshot of, you know, what I was feeling um, and where my head was at. And, you know, if... If anything, you know, that's the absolute truth. So um, I guess from there, you know, I addressed it on my social media about, you know, what sort of happened in the in the month or two after and where my head got to and why I recommitted and, you know, where I've sort of found a re-spark to, um, to take on another pre-season and, and commit to playing again because ultimately that's the decision I came to, that I was still passionate about the game and, and uh, I love our club and all my teammates, and I really still think I've got something to offer. And um, I think, you know, yeah, I think I can contribute contribute to, you know, hopefully the team bouncing back from a really disappointing year. Yeah, obviously it would have been tough. Like, because from the outside looking in, I can see, um, you know, I've been at Brisbane through some dark times, so I understand. Um, some of the scrutiny you can go through. Obviously, we don't have that media um, backing up here like you guys would have had in um, in Melbourne, especially making the prelim. And then, um, you know, but do people actually realise pre-seasons, off-seasons, when you go through surgeries that it can, you know, play an effect during the season? Like you guys had, I think, half a list had surgeries in the end of the 2018 season. Um, for the consistency in players to get through, is it... Um, a better better preseason this year for you and the club. Like, has there been many injuries like down that track, or is it kind of um, through the documentary shows that you guys have been putting in the hard yards in the offy and preseason looks really good for you guys internally? Yeah, no, it's been awesome, really. It's um, <clears throat> as you know, you know when you don't <clears throat> finish 
as high up the ladder versus when you go deep into finals, you get more time to prepare. Yeah. You know, we've had, you know, 30, 35 plus players on the training track. You know, we've got an extra month's prep. You know, we've got a new fitness guy. These are all the sort of stories that we wanted to tell, you know, our supporters and other people without sort of just speaking it, but you can sort of see it through the eyes of the documentary and, you know, everyone will say the same thing. You know, we're in good shape and those kind of things. Yeah, the we're excited. Oh, we're the fittest yeah, we've ever been. Uh, PBs. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually 100%. feel that down there, though. Like, you can actually see it from the outside looking in. And that's probably the best thing about this doco because, play, like, people don't see that. We, mm. Like, you don't really get that access. And um, to see you guys, the work you do in the offy, and, you know, again, Darren Burgess on Who's Your Fitness Bloke, like, you can just see the writing on that's going to be on the wall and, um, I just hope that you guys, you know, can really start off the year well. And you got your practice matches soon, so I think that'll be a good way to see how the club's going and stuff. But just, I was, I'm really interested because I, I didn't see uh, like a massive amount of um, the media about like how close you were to retiring. Um, was it like a phone call away, or did you spend the off year with your family and your friends? Like I know you got two two children, so it's a big big thing. But for me, seeing you get moved around a lot um, on field, it kind of annoyed me because I know how much of a you know, bull you are inside and that's where you play your best footy. Um, was it, was it, was it a phone call away from, from that or was it, you know, uh, like, no, I think it was like at, at that point in time, like if you took a snapshot of the last probably eight, 10 weeks of the season and then where I was at post season, yeah. it, it was just like, um, I, I felt like I'd been sort of worn down emotionally yeah, tough. and mentally. And I was just like, you know, I haven't had a great amount of success through my career, like, as far as team success, and, you know, that's ultimately what we all play for. Yeah. And, you know, that's sort of where I was at. I was like, why am I going to, why would I keep doing this to myself kind of thing? Like, I'm actually choosing to, yeah. to you know, set myself up for pre-season, slog away, get it's prepared, tough, and then, you know, I haven't had, haven't had the joy that I've, I've been, you know, chasing for such a long time. But then ultimately, if I, if I, well, I went away with the family. We went to New Zealand. My brothers and, and their families came, and my kids and my wife and stuff, and went snow skiing. and had a few nights, few a uh, few nights on the reds, and we had some steep <laughs> combos. And um, and then in the end, you know, I still I still realised that I had like a burning desire. Like yeah. I, physically, I didn't have any question marks. And then when I got away from the pressure of everything, could just really look at it from a holistic point of view. I was like. Nah, bugger that! Like I'm, I'm willing to take that challenge on again. And like, I can do, I can do what I still think I can do. Um, I just need to, you know, spend some time working on a few areas, um, both mentally and physically, to make sure I'm prepared as well as ever. And then, obviously, an element of that was, you know, making the decision with the captaincy. One, because I felt like that was the best decision for the club. But two, I also felt like it was the best decision for me. And, Ultimately, man, now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I made some of those choices because that has allowed uh, you know, other guys to step up. And, um, you know, it's left me in a position feeling pretty free. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the opportunity to, you know, focus on myself and my own preparation and, and uh, you know, take a different avenue of leadership and, and influencing the team in a, in a different way that I probably haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jonesy, when, when you made the decision, and as you mentioned, it was almost like a relief off your shoulders when you could, I suppose, change your perspective and, and kind of come into this season with a, a whole new mindset. 
Have you have you noticed changes in yourself in terms of I suppose just how you approach your footy now? Because so many athletes that I've spoken to who've who've been in the same position have said to me that, you know, when they go through such a such a I suppose a significant moment in time in their career, it, it does it, it, you, you can't help but change your perspective with how you approach football, with how you approach your off field. Has that been something that you've obviously been experiencing in recent weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Like um I've done some work with some good friends and um, you know, awesome coaches that are uh, sort of. A lot of it's been around sort of you know your own personal mindset, how you look at things, your perspective on stuff, what you value, these kind of things. So um, you know, I've spent probably you know I guess the last six to twelve months sort of working on that. But the biggest challenge for me came at the end of the season, and. and off the back of that has come great opportunity and lessons and the chance to grow. And right now, I'm, uh, I, I look back at that vision. That's why it was, I said it was tough to watch because I'm like, who, who was that guy like? Yeah. I look like Dad. I, I I when I'm listening to myself talk, I'm like, I can feel the weight on myself, whereas sort of every decision and the process I've been through since then, I just feel... Like, I'm loving training again. I'm loving being around all the boys. Yeah, that's like, like, can't get enough of it, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, I guess a lot of guys that have been in the system for as long as me, you know, it can start to become a, a real drain, like, becomes a real chore. And, but I, I don't have that. I feel like I've got that spark and passion back again for it and, and, uh, and the hunger to, you know, I guess not so much prove to other people, but more so just prove to myself sort of what I thought I was capable of and, um, you know, hopefully it goes that way. But you know, if it if it didn't, um, at least I know I haven't sort of left any stone unturned, and you know, I, I could, whenever the time is, walk away and, and know that you know I uh, gave myself every shot. Yeah, I reckon have been. I reckon you would have been filthy if you you left on that note last year. I, I can honestly see how passionate you are about the club, and you've been there your whole career. So I, I would have been pretty flat if. Um, from outside looking in, if you you know hung out the boots last year, so it's awesome to see you go around again. Quick one, you grew up as a St Kilda supporter, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah, yep. and your brother went there. How close were you trying to get him to the Melbourne Demons, <laughs> or vice versa? Was he trying to get you to St Kilda? How how close? How, close was, <laughs> how did those chats go with a few uh, in, in New Zealand? <laughs> well, he sort of told me over there that you know that was well that was the time where he'd fight because I'd been pressing him all year about like, come on, man, are you going to make a decision or what? <laughs> Um, and finally, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to come home. I'm coming home. And I was yeah. like, oh, sweet. So then I thought we were in the show. But I think ultimately, um, you know, it would have been epic mm-hmm. from my point of view to have played alongside him. But at the same time, I probably got the best of both worlds. You know, he gets a fresh start yeah. um, at a club that we're really passionately chasing him. And for me, he lives like two minutes around the corner. I oh, see him perfect. pretty much every second day. Um, so yeah, it sort of worked out really well, and you know I think uh, I don't reckon he was a Mad Saints fan as well. And I don't reckon <laughs> I played too much of a um, part in his decision initially, but yeah. then I reckon once he committed to the Saints, I think there was sort of that nostalgic connection of you know when we were a kid, that's the club we loved, and so yeah, he's having a good time, and I'm, I'm honest, I pressed as hard as I could to try and get him to come, but <laughs> in the end. Uh, in the end, he, he obviously chose the direction he went, and yeah. um, I think it would be the best thing for him. To believe flying that wall in New Zealand, I would have been <laughs> loving that, having a few red wines. <laughs> All right, well, mate, thank you so much for coming on the Brit Through a Podcast today. We do actually really appreciate it. I know your time's uh, pressed on your 
on your dad life during this morning. Really do appreciate that. Hopefully you get your 300 games this year. I know you will. Um, and we'll see the best of uh, Big Jonesy this year. I can see you running through the midfield um, and doing your thing like you've been doing for so many years, mate. You're passionate. You've, you've killed it. Um, I'm so glad you're going around again. And, and I wish you guys this, all the success this year. Thanks, man. Likewise to you. No and thanks for having me on. No worries. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Cheers, thanks, mate. Bye. Fucking Jonesy. Good bloke. Legend. Skateboards. Yeah. He said he ticked all my boxes. He's skateboards. He has the red wines, which I'm mm. now a big, big time enthusiast. Uh, went snowboarding. Mm. I don't know if he's meant to say that because uh, it's a no-no. But okay, yeah, yeah. Big Cornsy would have had a few things to say about that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, hey? Oh, yeah, don't Wayne's worry. Wayne's been injured himself, <laughs> hey? Hey? <laughs> nah, but um, no, that's awesome, man. How, How open was he? Oh, that's, what, that's why mm. I love doing this, like mm. this podcast. Like I would have never spoken to him probably if, uh, if I didn't have this podcast. Mm. And now I've got that. Uh, connection within that um i understand everything he said man like the pressures obviously i've never been club captain or been in that hierarchy position but just the pressure would have been him last year like they copped mm. it melbourne demons mm. last year oh yeah absolutely. And, and seeing this doco come out like it's just it's a breath of fresh air like mm. you, like you see the people like you see them and what how they feel like from the outside looking in like you, i could just write a tweet about someone and not even feel, think about how it's going to hurt their feelings and that stuff but Oh God, man! It just it does, and yeah. to see like to hear him talk about like decisions he made, getting away with his family, heading to um, New Zealand with his heading brothers, to New Zealand with his brothers, and having that big D and M chat like that's that's great to hear. I'm so glad we got to chat to him. Yeah, oh, and massive. I mean, we, we can't thank him enough, and and all the players for wanting to be so open and, and yeah. wanting to be part of this um, with us because again, this is the whole reason why we started this is yeah. to be a players only podcast and. You know, to have him put so much into context about that documentary, because it's one yeah. thing to do the documentary, it's another to actually come out and, and speak on it. And yeah. just hearing him talk about, you know, the moment he actually watched it and how he looked at that person and, and, and just could, could feel the weight on that person's shoulder, obviously being him, like it just... I'm so glad it's going around again. I actually rate him mm. so bad. So, oh man, hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully he has a good year. I think he's one of those players that, although if you don't support Melbourne, you look at him and you just love the oh, way he's that he plays football. He's just a warrior, man. Like, doesn't, like, it doesn't have like the best attributes in the game, but mm. he has a crack and he's so passionate. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and you just notice him from a mile away with his tattoos and his, his, mm. his skinhead as well. So, Jonesy, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate that. You're, you're a top bloke and I hopefully you have a, have a great year, as I said. What else we got, mate? Um, Robo Reacts, what do you think? Yes, yes. Did you see it? I did, I did. Well, you texted me. It I texted you. You um, didn't reply. So I was like, I gave this you, blow. I gave you donuts until I saw you post it. I watched it the morning when I woke up. My problem is I wake up so much earlier than you. Wake up quick at about midday. Yeah, so I don't want to. I don't want to text you so early and then wake you up. Man, I'm I know up sleep's just as important, early, man. I know sleep's important to you. But I don't check my phone; it's on silent. Well, it, but yeah, you, you also sometimes leave it on. Yeah. Uh, so it did very well on YouTube. It did mm, well. Seven yeah. AFL gave it a shout out, which is awesome. Thank mm. you, Seven AFL, Bead, and Sean from down that way. Um, I want to do more of it. Yeah, I, I, man, I think you should. I mean, the the one thing that. I think you're doing is you, you are changing the way that athletes are starting to use social media. Yeah. Um, I haven't been teased yet either, so that's the best thing. Mm, absolutely. Like, I think um, I think the shot, though, too, from the yeah, girl. that was I mean, impressive. Didn't Hodgie do that? That's what I said. In the, you couldn't, you, I, oh. I didn't record it very well with mm. the microphones the first time doing it, so don't hate on me. But I said, Hodgie did that a couple of years ago. He just flattened somebody. Mm. Like, he jumps into the ball and with it, so he can't get done for it. So, yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. It's um, not a bad way of doing it. It's pretty it. cool. Um it's just been announced, I'm pretty sure, by the time this comes mm. out, it's got an email from the club, the leadership group for the Brisbane Lions. We just got that uh, released. It's a nine-man leadership group. New inclusions are Jared Lyons and Hugh McCluggage, my boy, my winger. Mm. That's our handshake, winger. Um, he just got um, inducted. So 
we went through a vigorous process the other week. Um, so let's, let's come out. I know everyone's going to be like, nine, nine man leadership group, that's too many. But um, to be honest, you don't really, the tag is a tag. Like mm. that's probably, the only thing that does for them is, um, you know, probably gives them more, uh, what would you say, more commitments to like appearances and functions and all that stuff. But Correct. those boys have been, you know, a great pat on the back for them. They've all earned their spots in there. So Big Zorko is going to lead us again. Um, he's been a selfless bloke last year. Probably the, his career went probably up a couple of notches in my book. Like obviously mm. his stats and stuff. Um, he does all the the hard shit like tackles, pressure. He's like number one AFL for all those mm. statistics. But um, he's selflessness around stoppages and in letting Lockie Neal come into the fold and be that big dog player who's going to get its thirties every week and um, probably get all the praises in the media. He's come in and just loved that role and he flourished mm. in it. And we as a playing group absolutely admire the way he went about it last year as, as a captain of a footy club. So, Congrats to those boys who got inducted and the ones who were re-introduced uh, to the role, I guess. So um, you've all earned it. And Harris Andrews will be vice-captain. Vice captain, yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, so Jared Lyons, um, second year at the club. So he's mm. uh, obviously, you know, got a big big pat on the back there and respect from the boys. So good on you, mate. Um, did we talk about anything else? I think that was... Uh, Jeff Kennett? Yeah, well, well that, that was just his comments about, yeah, um, okay. about uh, Steve Hawking, which... I think Jeff, uh, he actually came out uh, yesterday just to reaffirm that this will be his last year as, yeah, as president. Um, look, I mean, I, I, I kind of sit back and go, these types are great for the game. Like, yeah. they do it. His personality is, like, obviously has a lot of things that he has an opinion on and mm. they're very strong ones as he's been the Premier of Victoria before and uh, he's a Hawthorne president. So, um, I think it's going to be his last year. You do miss that uh, kind of personality, but Eddie McGuire's gone around again, so I saw that. So, uh, yeah. So, he's, a, he's still and, there. <laughs> and why not? I mean... I don't understand. Like, president, I don't understand what the role really entails, but um, obviously it's being the face of the club and having some strong strong uh, opinions on things. So, um, Kenneth's done the best and he's been there for nine years, I'm pretty sure, over two yeah. tenures. So, I think he came back um, a couple of years ago and overtook that role again, but... Good luck with everything, Mr. Jeff Kennett. Um, you've been pretty funny to see some things you've been saying and obviously you've had a great impact at the Hawthorne Footy Club. 100%. And we have to thank our sponsors, of course. 7 yep. AFL have been massive again. We've 7 AFL, you are, I'm loving this one because their mm. social media is uh, really helping out the podcast and vice versa. So thank you so much, uh, 7 AFL, for everything you're doing. I'm um, sure microphones as well. You guys are the bomb diggity. We're going to use the Lavalier soon, the, the mm. wireless microphone and stuff. We're going to get Tim Payne on today, but he didn't reply, so whatever. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get him next time. I'll, uh, I'll hit him up about that. I'll hit him between the eyes, the Lord our boy. But that's all we have for today, episode 31. It's a short and sharp one because Sean Tobin was late, so it's not my fault. But i got to do school drop-offs myself in um, half an hour. Um, thanks, mate, for coming. Really appreciate you. Um, you got us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, but go to our YouTube, I reckon, because I wouldn't mind that for a video podcast to blow up a little bit more. Like Absolutely. we're getting great numbers on our um, uh, what is it? iTunes, getting like four thousand every episode. But Damn. let's get my YouTube up, guys. Come on, I need this. Let's do it. A massive thanks to Nathan Jones for obviously yeah, coming. Yeah, big on shout out Nathan Jones. And we're gonna get Max gone. He said yes. Jaden Stevenson said yes. We've got a few players that are gonna come on and chat. Leave a comment on whatever platform you're looking at. Um, it'd be great to see who you think we should get on. Um, I know we have on Instagram, we had a shitload of players, names thrown up and around, but just got to think they've got to be in Brisbane or we can give them a phone call like that. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Short and sharp episode. It's your boy Mitch Robinson and Sean Tobin. Peace out, A-Town. Boom. Yeah.